This episode is brought to you by the Roxbury Urban Dive Bar, located at 1743 Grafton Street, right on the corner there of Grafton, right across from the Scotiabank Center. Make sure to hit up Roxbury before a Moosehead game. You'll get a lot cheaper drinks, cheaper food than what you'll pay in there at the Scotiabank Center. At the Roxbury, $5 food all day all night you cannot beat that they have a dj seven nights a week on sunday night consider it sin sundays that is an industry night three dollar shots and six dollar doubles five dollar pints prices like that you cannot beat downtown halifax wednesday night consider it 90s night uh the boozy brunch five dollar food fifteen dollar pitchers of caesar that is a weekend special whenever you're hungover get in there get some brunch five dollar food fifteen dollar pitchers of caesar that is a great bang for your buck and remember when you are supporting the Roxbury, you are directly supporting the high button. So make sure to get into the Roxbury, get some food, get some drinks, get some good service, and you'll be all right. And we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger. If you are tuning in for the first time here at the High Button, I thank you very much, and I hope you come back after you listen to us here at the High Button. I say the High Button a lot, but I'm proud of it. I like I like the High Button. Um... So yeah, welcome. If you haven't listened to actually the last podcast we did with Eddie Robinson, make sure to go listen to that. He played for the uh, Chicago Bulls and any professional athlete uh, that comes on the podcast, I love talking to because I still think I'm going to become a professional athlete. It's not a sprint to become a professional athlete. It's a marathon. So I think I'll become a professional athlete at like 30 or something like that. Not not actually, but you guys got to bear with me. (coughs) I got a bit of a cold. That cough was not... Uh, on purpose that actually just came right there as I said you have to bear with me uh, but I'll be okay I'm drinking some hot water and um, lemon lemon juice and honey apparently that's what they say is supposed to help with a with a cold if it, if not you know tweet at me and maybe you have the, the remedy to beating a cold it's that time of year it's Halloween I always get a cold in October November it's just I get sick twice a year and the first time I get sick is around March, April, like when it really rains and the weather's just shitty. I always get sick there, March, April. And then whenever October, November rolls around, I get sick there as well. But I'll like, I get vomity sick in April. Like, ask anyone that knows me. I get sick in April, March. I, I don't know why, but I get really sick then. And October, November, I just kind of get sick. I get like a head cold. I get like a cough and a stuffy nose. Anyways, enough about me. Uh, so today on the podcast, we got Julie Scott, uh, mutual friends, Julie and I have, and a lot of these friends say good things about her and that she is a true entrepreneur. I don't consider myself an entrepreneur. I consider myself a guy with microphones and a camera, uh, until I become a little bit more independent, then maybe I'll consider myself an entrepreneur, but not yet. But Julie, Julie Scott is an entrepreneur through and through. She owns an eyelash company. Uh, she's an event planner. Uh, she actually spent a lot of time in Africa or South Africa. I'm not really sure, but that's why I have her here so she can answer these questions for me. So nonetheless, I'm pretty much just going to pick her brain to see what it takes to become a true entrepreneur. Uh, maybe she'll give me some tips on how to succeed in the life that I want to live. Does that make sense? I guess it does. When I'm sitting here talking to the microphone, I forget that people are listening. I think I'm just sitting here rambling on by myself. But I have to remember that people are listening through this microphone sometimes. I don't know. I'm a lot, I'm on a lot of uh, 
medication right now to try to get this cold out. So maybe the fact that I'm on some medication, maybe this could be an, a more interesting podcast because I'm not thinking straight. So maybe I'll ask questions that I wouldn't regularly ask. Whatever. All right, here we go. Hi, button. You know what comes next. Give me a test test. Test test. All right, we're going, Julie. Welcome to the Ooh, high button. This is so exciting. Are you nervous? Um, no, not really. You're media comfortable? Yeah, no. This is this stage is helping though. I'm liking this. I'm telling you, most people don't give it credit. They think, oh no, I'm fine. But no, I love this. The sage. That's what I'm trying to call. I'm, I call it incense. It's sage. Okay, sage. Yeah, you sage the the uh, the room down here. It's perfect. I, I love it. This I like is actually very nice. Good. I'm happy you're comfortable. So, I like know. I said, welcome. Um, how's life? Life is really good, actually, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of sad, though. I'm not Why? gonna lie. What's up? Just because the change of season. I don't know if people like suffer with that, but going from like summer, fall, and then the winter. Oh kind of kills me most people like the fall that's like the that's the oh yeah it's the ultimate sweater weather like i love what i look like like i love the the layered look okay but i don't know just very sad i don't know i like christmas and then i want summer again Mm -hmm. january 1st so that's all what's going on i'm a big christmas guy as well i like fall but christmas is where it's at it's my birthday in december and then plus christmas so december is my month oh that is a good month when's your birthday august so that's, I'm a summer baby. That's yeah. the problem. That's why I love the beach weather. Like I love that kind of, yeah, that's yeah. my vibe. Where's your favorite beach you've been to? I know you've done some traveling, so you've seen some Ooh, beaches. Oh, this is tough. This is so tough because um, I'm an ex-flight attendant and I Ooh. always get asked like where to go. Like everyone's like, if you had to pick one spot in mm. the world and then I'm like, well, that's so hard because like, what are you looking for? But I mean... I don't know if I had to pick like, are we doing like local beaches? No. No? Worldwide. Oh God, that's so hard. Okay, well give me, give me just top five. Like just give me like one. Okay. That you, just top of the head. You don't have to really do, just think really quickly. Okay, well if I had to pick because I'm being biased because my, my fiance, he's okay. South African. So you got to give it to Cape Town. Wow. Like, or the, yeah, just because I have to represent South Africa. Cape Town. That's, you know, Casey Neistat. He's a uh, YouTube guy. His wife is from Cape Town. And he like vlogs down there. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. No, but I need to get on that. I need to see. Oh. Yeah, I know. I have to find out who this person is. I haven't seen like, his. No, you go. No, I haven't seen this person that you're talking about, though. Like his YouTube. Is he always like vlogging down there? And Not always. His wife is from down there. So they okay. live in New York and they'll do like travel vlogs down to uh, Cape Town. And whenever yes. they land. Oh, it is stunning. What's it's, that? There's like, okay, so there's a couple different, if you want to go to Cape Town, there's like Table Mountain, which is like that iconic kind of mountain range that's kind of, they built the city around it. So you have kind of this, um, these areas called Camps Bay. Like my dream is to have a a host in Clifton Beach. So that's like my ultimate, but you have to have like $25 million just laying in your bank account. It's pricey to live there. Yeah. Now the Europeans, there's just so much like european money down there yeah. and it's just boomed in the last couple of years so cape town is but it's stunning it's very it's beautiful is it dangerous there i've heard things yeah see that's the stigma i mean i think all of africa you got to get a little you mm-hmm. got to be street smart mm-hmm. i mean definitely cape town is like the safest city that yeah. i would say in all of south africa yeah but yeah no i think you definitely need to like do some research make sure you kind of have your arranged transport um but cape town's very safe though awesome. yeah 
Do you ever go hike up that mountain you were talking about that surrounds the city? That's in the middle of the city. Sorry. Yes. So I've gone up Table Mountain, but Table I took mountain. I took the, the the actual gondola car, but I did climb Lion's Head. And my my husband, my I call him my husband because I just you're jumping to conclusions. I know, I know. I, I say my partner, my love. I call him like many different things. Okay. But no, we did Lion's Head, okay. and that's like in front of Table Mountain. Mm-hmm. And he lied to me and said it was going to be like 45 minutes. He was like, it's going to be quick. Like it's just a quick. That's a classic lie for anyone that wants to bring a partner on a hike. Um, it was like I couldn't get over it. I like it was out thing. of control. Yeah. It was out of control. I didn't know that we had to like freehand climb up. Like it was just like, I think I thought it was going to be a trail because it's very deceiving when you get to lion's head. And then all of a sudden you just start like rock climbing and was not mentally prepared. Like I'm the type of person that if you're like, I'm very black or white. So it's going to be like, this is going to be awful. I can mentally like prepare, but he just totally was like, it's going to be just like, you know, we're going to go for a walk on the beach. And I was like, no. How long was it? I think it took us an hour and a half to get up because we ended up um, just like I, we had to stop a couple of times because like there's parts of this like cliff yeah. that like w- if the people are coming from the top, yeah. you have to wait for them to come down. So you're kind of, you could probably do it. Yes. In 45 minutes if no one was on that mountain, but yeah. Did you pack a lunch? Um, yeah, that was another thing. Like I'm a planner and I only had like water and that's all I had. Like I didn't even have like an apple, like Ganola a picnic. Bar? No. Like I literally was the most unprepared human being going up Lion's Head. Yeah. Not a good look. Not a good look for an event planner. Yeah. yeah no. But I did get some great Instagram shots. So that's what it's all about. <laughs> all about the shots, right? That's good. Yeah. So no. So anyways, if anyone wants to go to Cape Town, hit me up. I'll give you like the full itinerary because we have a host down there. So I want to go. Yeah, you should definitely come with us. Come. Is it it like the opposite season? Like right now, is it summer there? Yes, it is. That was top of my head. I just guessed that. Yeah, so they're the complete opposite, which is perfect for somebody like myself who's Canadian. Mm -hmm. Then I can always have (laughs) sunshine. Opposite. That's good. So you say you're an event planner and you're getting married. Yes. Are you planning your own wedding or? Mm, Not so much right now. Really? Oh, because you're busy with other things. It's just like it's kind of complicated because... I mean, I'm Canadian, okay. so I'm from the East. Like, I rep Halifax all the way. But then I have my, like, I moved to Dubai. So I have, like, a Dubai family. So I have now my South African family. So I have, like, these, like, I have to somehow incorporate. I pretty much have to have three weddings. So this is where we're at. That's rough. Yeah. So I have to have, like, one in Halifax for, like, Halifax-based family members. Mm. And then I have to have one kind of international mm. Um, kind of for all my international like friends Mm -hmm. and then I have to have one in South Africa for all the based family members so your fiance's family's in South Africa yeah they're like based there and then your family's from here yes oh that is yeah so you try to coordinate that yeah exactly what are you gonna do for like Christmas which like this Christmas yeah like like when you guys become married well, we'll, I think I'm going to go down there this year. Okay. So we were here last year. Yeah. So we alternate. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have a very different lifestyle. Yeah. Like for those who have just like met me, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, yeah. um, but I live a very strange lifestyle. Like it doesn't make sense to the average person. Well, if you'd you're rather looking. live a strange lifestyle than a normal lifestyle, I think. Oh, 100%. But it's kind of that it's hard for people to understand it because 
coming from the east like everybody kind of high school university Mm -hmm. and then maybe you'll go and get a master's phd Mm -hmm. but for me i kind of hit like at 18 i i left i left why is that do you think i why did i leave or did you have like a when you were younger did you have a straight idea of what you wanted to do or when you hit 18 did you think oh i don't want to go to university i want to try a different path yeah, yeah, exactly. That was 100% me. Really? Yeah. So I didn't, uh, like I got into St. Mary's. Okay. Um, I was thinking about doing it. And then I was always wanting to like find a career that would allow me to like travel, but like safely and do it like five star and have it like paid for. Oh. So that's why the flight attending just made complete sense. I was like, I can get paid to travel. Why would I not do that? And yeah, so I watched and I researched, like I heard about other flight attendants that like, if you do your schedule accordingly, you can still go to school and have a full-time career. So yeah, I did that. It's interesting how at 18, you were able to make that decision. I feel at 18, a lot of people feel the pressure to say, you know what? Society says, go to university. Society says, stay in school. Exactly. And you just, you know, essentially I like had the pretty balls much, to be I know. Like, no. I know. I don't know where I got them from. To be honest, like looking back at kind of my whole like family demographic for me to like really say, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah. That was, I I still, I applaud myself like that little baby Julie, like awesome girl. Like I held my own, but I, one thing was kind of strange is that when I did decide to like, you can talk a lot, like I talked a lot of shit. I'm a shit talker. I'll be honest. I'm an entrepreneur, a businesswoman. There you go. I won't make fun of you. Don't but worry about it. it's awesome. But I mean, <laughs> I, when I was like, okay, now we're moving to Toronto because I got hired with Canada's national air carrier. So they moved me to Toronto. Okay. And then I was like, I know nobody in Toronto. Ugh. And that was scary. Like that, those lo- lonely points, you yeah. know, when you, yeah. when you make that decision to kind of branch away from the university life and like my friends were going to like frosh week and parties and I was you know in initial ground school Mm -hmm. up in Toronto Mm -hmm. evacuating an aircraft you know like that was different yeah completely different and then I'm like oh I want to go see my friends Mm. because they gave me amazing flight passes so I could come home for like my days off that's nice next to nothing yeah I'd bring my laundry home so on the other side of being a flight attendant like other than, you know, traveling the world, all that great mm-hmm. stuff. It sounds awesome. But there must be an opposite side to it. You said it's lonely. You said there's oh, times where yeah, it can't for be as sure. fun. Is there anything else to the other side of it that maybe isn't like the best that it's not the glamorous side of it maybe? Oh, there's lots of like non-glamorous. Like, well, I mean, like the wake-up calls, the yeah. the jet lag. Yeah. Um, you're eating at different hours. Like your whole schedule is like thrown upside down. I mean, if you're just starting out, I mean, the Canadian aviation, it's all about your seniority. So you have to like put in the time to be able to get like holidays off. Uh So I worked every holiday. I mean, you had to, yeah. So I missed a lot of Christmases. Um, I had, yeah, I missed a lot of social events just as a young, as a young teenager Mm. of 18. And I was on board that aircraft. Do you get paid more if you're working holidays as in Flight attendant? Or There's a couple holidays, like um, Christmas Day, you get like double time or time and a half. Okay. But I'm not sure because you're union um, in Canadian. So like yeah. I, I worked for a Canadian aviation company and then I worked overseas mm-hmm. internationally. So I'm always, that's why I'm talking about yeah. each one's different. Yeah. But in Canada, it's unionized. So there okay. is 
certain rules and regulations where you have to get paid double. Do you know how, like when you became a flight attendant, you must have gone through the training where you have to jump off that slide. I've always been nervous <laughs> about that slide. Did you ever have to do that? Yeah, it's so much fun. So, is it it's easy? awesome. Is yeah, it, you, it is. It, it's a, it gets you, go, it's, it's a slip and slide. It's the ultimate. But yeah. you must be going really quick when you get down there. Do you, like, how do you brace yourself for when you hit the bottom? When you brace for, what are we ditching in? Are we ditching in land or, or sea? Land. Land? Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, in a perfect situation, the able-bodied passenger is supposed to go down the slide. So the people that you briefed at the window, yeah. they should be actually at the bottom of the slide to help passengers up. Oh, so, okay, okay. And ladies have to take off their like high heels. Because they could like puncture yeah, the slide. Yeah, exactly. So they ask all, yes, this is a perfect scenario. If <laughs> a plane has, cr yeah, that's awful. Like knock on wood. I'm like, not. <laughs> I, I had a little bit of a fear when when I was younger of flying and then yes. I always used to remember thinking of the flight attendants. I'd be like, these mm -hmm. flight attendants would not have this job if they thought the plane was going down. They would not work here. So exactly. I just put my head in a flight attendant's mind frame. Like, yeah, if they're doing it, I can get on the plane and sit here. Yeah, and it kind of exactly. helped me get over. Oh, I fear. love passengers like you guys. Do you? Like I was, I, I mean, I'm not going to like, I was the ultimate flight attendant. I was like, I, I have to give myself credit. Like, I loved my job and that's why like I stopped because I didn't enjoy it so when I know that I'm not enjoying something I move on if I'm not going to give it 110 percent but yeah so I would love passengers like you I'm like it's okay don't worry <laughs> like I was always reassuring yeah I mean I've had some sketchy situations I'm not gonna lie I mean like what oh I mean god passengers well they lose all common sense sometimes when they get on the plane and you're tired you're fatigued you've just gone through I mean, U.S. customs, I mean, you might as well, like, that's yeah. awful. I mean, sometimes people come on and they're just disheveled <laughs> and they're just a mess, right? Yeah. So anyways, but yeah, I always kind of, I ha I've been hit by lightning. That no. was Yeah, I did. I actually got hit by lightning once. Yep. The tail of the plane. Yeah, that was crazy. What else was there? I mean, passengers, like, sometimes you guys drink way too much in, like, the lounge, Love, yeah. VIP lounge. The VIP, yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, whatever, the airport lounge. It doesn't matter. But, Are, yeah. Have you ever flown into Vegas? Like, there must have been some flights to Vegas that oh, are yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, everybody's drinking. Yeah. Even going to Newfoundland is a party. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gander, St. John. That's true. I used to do that Fort Mac one a lot. Like, yeah. And, yeah, they would be open that bar, you yeah. know? And, I'd, yeah, so, hey, whatever. All for it. I yeah. was, I was like, enjoy. You only live once, right? So yeah. I was, but again, like, please, like, in moderation, just because. Respect the flight. Yeah. Attendants, please. Or, you know, like, yeah, there's kind of, you're having a good time or you're going to Montego Bay for an all-inclusive resort. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you're in a happy mood. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. I'm not like, so I'd always be like, look, like, here's some extra, like, or, you know, what Chillax. are you looking for? Like, I always, Yeah. But okay. the good thing about when I worked overseas, mm -hmm. like when I worked in Dubai at Emirates, um, all the drinks were comped. So there was no payment on the aircraft. So all your alcohol, everything's included, even if you're in economy. That first uh, first class video on Emirates on YouTube. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it true there's like a shower on yeah. board? Yeah. Have you ever showered on the plane? I wasn't allowed to shower, oh. but I like set up the shower for people. Unreal. I know. You ever run into any celebrities on the Emirates flights? I, well, okay, so I did do, a, yeah, there was a couple. I ran into Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Oh, so yeah. I wasn't serving them, but they were in the first class cabin. Sick. And they, like, she's breathtaking. Like, she is the most stunning human being and nice. 
and like personable and he was like a gem like they were amazing yeah um we've had a lot of like high up like shakes um you know people from the middle east like families so they're kind of like you know like the duchess and dutch like they're kind of like royalty with amongst the um yeah that kind of rome the middle east the middle east vibes Yeah. yeah so we've had a lot of like family members that okay. are very high up yeah. politically um and then we had a lot of soccer players fe- football Rich and guys. i feel terrible because like emirates is like a major sponsor for like all of these sports teams and rugby um and i didn't know any because i grew up with ice hockey yeah i'm like do you guys know sydney crosby <laughs> no nobody like who are you like yeah so you probably flew with messi and didn't even know it uh, or Ronaldo. I have that, yeah. But I had the old Ronaldo when I went to Rio. Oh, the long-haired guy? Yeah. He's the retired one? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the... Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I know. I think we're talking about the same person. I'm not that... Well, I think he had... Did he not have the cocaine problem or something? Wasn't he the bad boy? I have no idea. Oh, you might have been thinking of... He's like older. <sighs> he's like old, old... I'm not sure. Raldina? I'm just making Rod, this. Ron, yes. Is that, that rung a bell? Does Rod, that Rod not Rodino? ring something? I'm terrible know. with soccer guys' names. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So it doesn't make like I feel like I was the only one. No, don't feel bad. Yeah, you're fine. So I had no idea who pretty much all these people were. But that kind of helps. So then you didn't fanboy out on them. No, not at know? all. I had no idea. Yeah. At all. But when I was in Canada, I had um, Bobby Orr Bobby and Bobby Orr. Hall. Yeah. Bobby so those Orr. was that was pretty awesome. They, say they came he's in. The best player still to this day. Yes. He, and they were they were awesome. So I had them. I served them in business class. Cool. But that was so. Those are like hockey players. I'm trying to think who else. Like, I think I had Justin Bieber though. Bieber. I think I did because I. How would you not know? Because that this is the thing, and I I swear to it. So I was doing Toronto Atlanta. Okay. And it was right before like he I think he just like before he had. He was still like, he still had that like hair bang going. The famous hair. Yeah. And he came on with his guitar and he was like, I don't know where to put this. And, you know, normally like it's not allowed, like that should be like checked with the agent and it should have been charged like a million dollars. So I was just being like a great flight attendant. And I was like, don't worry. And he was so cute because I remember this bang, bang. and I'm busy, right? Because I'm boarding. It's not just I have like, mm. you know, I have lots going on just in general, like mm to get the plane like on time out all time so anyways anyways i swear i had justin beaver because i took his um he was sitting in economy took his guitar and i put it in like the front storage so and i think that i should like get a credit or something (laughs) yeah because if you didn't get that guitar on (laughs) he would never have got that deal with usher i don't know or justin whoever you got signed with who's usher i think did he not get who did he get signed with it was he was signed to some label right records maybe scooter braun ask scooter I don't know. Anyways, but I think I should get a cut for putting that guitar on the aircraft for him and not charging. 100%. And yeah, I think he slept too. I just remember him like, (laughs) yeah. I think he slept. Yeah, I think he slept. He slept the whole way. But yeah, there's, yeah. Anyways, flight attending, anyways, boys and girls out there. Yeah. Best decision I ever made. All right. I think so. So if you're looking to travel the world and just see it and get paid for it, 150,000% do it. All right. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. So how did you know when your time was up with it, though? You were bored. You weren't giving it your all. How did you know you wanted yeah. to become a different well, profession? 
Well, I always knew I wanted to be a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Like I always had that in mind. Mm-hmm. But again, gaining experience and things like that, I wanted to see the world. That was definitely my top list mm-hmm. to do. Um, and then when I just was not feeling it, like I think you, everybody has this like gut feeling and these voices in their head that kind of, you know, propel you to do something else. Mm-hmm. So when I just had, I kind of knew it was coming to an end and just the, it was a, taking a toll on my body. And I wanted to work at the world's best airline. Mm-hmm. That was always a dream of mine to work in the Middle East. Emirates. Emirates. Yeah. Um, and that was once I kind of got to that, that goal of mine, I was like, all right, now I need to challenge myself again. And let's, let's start from scrap mm-hmm. again, which I don't even, that's hard to do. Like, again, have no idea how I got the, like the balls to do it. Mm-hmm. No idea. And yeah. It's so. interesting. You say those voices and those feelings. Yeah. Those are a true thing. I think a lot of mm-hmm. successful people get those. And yeah, I think it's just becoming comfortable. It sounds like you became comfortable as a, as an airline attendant. That's one thing with me. Whenever I become comfortable in a situation, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. I got to find something else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I totally agree with those feelings. You should definitely be in tune with them as an individual. So what was the next step? Ooh, the next step. So I didn't want to leave Dubai. So I was over there and I was just loving it. Like I really, I, I fell, I fell in love mm-hmm. for the first well, I wouldn't say first time, but I felt like this was like more of an adult relationship mm-hmm. than I had previously. I think people can recognize those like, you know, high school, you know, teenage years. And then you kind of move into your, you know, young 20s. And then you got to start buying groceries. Oh, no, not in Dubai. You get those <laughs> delivered. I got those. <laughs> oh. No, I lived. I didn't. Yeah, no, you can actually. Dubai made me the most laziest human being. Well, they have a lot of servants over there. Yeah, 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 they really do. Okay. Well, well, they don't think they're, they're just like, uh, they're just uh, cheap labor, I guess you can say. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it politely and politically correct. So, it's fine. yeah, so there's laborers over there that will, or workers that you, like, they just have those workers. services. Like, yeah. if you go to like, the, like a convenience store, you can just get everything delivered at the same price. By and Amazon? No, and you don't have to wait like prime or a day. It comes like right away. So like I would call this like when I lived in, I lived in Dubai Marina. So I would call this like one convenience store. It was called Jammy Jam. Jammy Jam. I like it already. <laughs> Jammy Jam. And I could see like, I could actually see them from my apartment, like pick up the phone. And <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hi, hello, it's me. Like time, place, eight, zero. like that was my building. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, madame. And then I would just put my order in of everything yeah. and they would just bring it, pay cash and they didn't charge a fee. Do you tip? No, Dubai, you don't tip. You don't tip in Dubai? No, it's not like you could. Um... But it's very rare. It, it, all of the it, no, you don't really do it. Hmm. No, it's not. It's it's not. Uh, you know, here in North America, it's kind of like you're, it's a custom, or it's on like the what is the debit machine? You know, you can 15%. like pick it. There's none of that over there. No, nothing. I wonder is it considered like rude to tip? Because I know in some Asian cultures, if you mm-hmm. tip and if you don't finish your food, it's considered rude. I wonder yeah. if it's like that. Yeah, it's well, yeah, they just they they don't recognize it. It's not like a thing. I mean, they don't think it's rude. I mean, if you give, you know, the like the guy money, I mm. mean, he's clearly going to be like, "Thank you so much." Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but it's not frowned upon like it would be here. Oh. Like, you know, people would give you like a side eye, but yeah. not in Dubai. I mean, that's I haven't been there in 2 years, so I'm speaking on 
I'm sure yeah. it hasn't changed. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm thinking. Dubai, have you ever been to that indoor ski resort? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to go there so bad. That looks unreal. <laughs> it's so much fun. How big is it? And is, it's is the not snow big at all. Like, it is snow. It's, it's accurate it's, snow. Yeah, it is. It's as best. Like it is good. I mean, it's good. It's really good to make snowballs if you're trying to make like I've made a, a snowman. snowman. Like you know, yeah. there's different types of snow. Yeah. Like there's like, like the fluffy and blah blah blah. But yeah. So what kind of snow is it? It's like the snowball one. Fluffy like, packing snow. Yeah, you can pack it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like the fur, like that fluffy kind of. It's it's more harder. Oh. If that makes sense. It's more, but it doesn't hurt. Okay. Because I've had yeah. Do they get upset if you throw snowballs? No. What about snowmen? No. They don't no. get up. No. Well, you kind of it's it's again it's it's kind of weird. So you like walk in and then they have this like lower level mm. where there's like slides, mm-hmm. um, and they'll have like a different activity. So like there's penguins. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is Dubai. So wait, they have penguins? They have penguins. That you like, can go up walk and around. Yeah. Like, they're, like, at the bottom. What's a penguin's attitude like? Are they friendly? Do they bite? They're, like, just, like, any kind of, like, they remind me of, like, a pigeon. Like, not, they're actually nicer than a pigeon. They just kind of waddle around at Do they the make bottom. sounds? Do they, like... Yeah, they quack a little bit. They quack? Yeah, they have, like, a little, like, squeak to them, a squeal. Um, they talk amongst each other. Really? Yeah, they're all, like, friends. I, I'm actually kind of making that up. I'm they're hoping they're all friends. <laughs> they all get along, these penguins that live in Dubai Ski Hill at the Mall of Emirates. I wonder if a penguin that's like <laughs> getting flown into Dubai knows it's pissed. going. Probably, it's I like, would. It's hot here. I know. <laughs> they're like, what is going on? No, I know. They just end up at like this little ski hill. The ski hill is like, it takes you like two seconds to go down. Oh, so it's not a big hill at all. No. Like I get, I'm a skier. So like, I'm like, really? But I mean, it's awesome because like you're in 45 degree heat and then you get to go in this ice box. box. So, I mean, tourists just love it. I mean, it's, it's the go-to. I mean, you have, and Dubai brings in all those other Middle Eastern countries. So some of them never have seen snow before. Right. So you have people that are coming from, you know, Bahrain or, um, you know, Iran, they come, oh, actually Iran, they have snow, Lebanon, they have snow. So that's not true, but you have some people from like Qatar that have never seen snow. Wow. So they're all excited. Egypt. What's, yeah. What's the sea out there where you can float in it? Ooh, the Dead Sea. That's have you been to Jordan. the Dead Sea? Yes. Many times. What's, I love Jordan. What's that like? Oh, it's amazing. My cousin just got married in Jordan last summer. <gasps> really? Loved and it. you didn't there. go? I didn't. Why? I'm not going on a flight for 14 hours and I couldn't afford it at the time either. It was just... Oh, I couldn't get there. you didn't call Julie K. Yeah, I should have called Guy, you. <laughs> you gotta call me. Oh God, no! I love Jordan. Jordan's. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it has this beauty about it, and it's enchanting. Like I can honestly say, like I don't know if you're spiritual. I don't know your religious beliefs, but Jordan has, like, something has walked there. If that makes sense. Like it's just Ooh, to the yeah. Like there's. Deep. There's like, there's something there when you go to the Dead Sea, when you have, you know, those experiences. If you go to Petra. What's Petra? Petra is, if I'm saying it's like, it's a city that was built in in the stone. So it's kind of this, it's a historical site. It's called Petra. It's outside. It's about a two hour drive from the Dead Sea. But I definitely, Petra is this where these Bedouins, Jordanian Bedouins live. I actually... (laughs) 
I don't I know did. what the hell you're talking about right now. I know. I sound. <laughs> see, that's why we need like wine and and it's like fine. a coffee doesn't cut when you speak with me. It's anyways. You need to go to Jordan. I got to go to Jordan. Yeah. All right. Well, you got to do Petra. I have a family member in Jordan now, so now I guess I can go. Oh yes, you definitely should. So you can actually float on the sea. You don't sink. Yeah. You no. just lay there and float. You lay there and float. And it's really salty. Yeah, it stings if you can't get it like anywhere near your face. Like it's such, it it burns. And if you have any cuts. Like anything, if you have cuts on your body or like girls that just shave their legs. Really? Ooh, good luck. Like if you have any open, like, because it, it just, it literally dries your whole skin out. It feels amazing. I don't recommend to go in there like every day. Yeah. But definitely. Salt's if, good for your skin, isn't it? Yeah, of course. It definitely helps like purify and detox and yeah, 100%. Like this sage? Yeah, totally. I like that you said that something's walked there in Jordan. I don't know what that means, but I like the way how you I like how you said I it. I know. Something's walked there. It, it, yeah. Spiritually, like you get a vibe. Yeah. Like, because I think in the Western world, like we're kind of disconnected to that kind of what happened, like, you know, all the history in Europe and, and everything has kind of happened in that Middle East, that region. Mm -hmm. There's so much history there and you really get a sense of it. No matter what your religious beliefs, like I'm, I was born Catholic um, and it really kind of reignited my beliefs really? because I got to go and see it firsthand. I think if you, you know, you can go to church here Sunday and you read about it or, you know, they preach about it. But when you actually go and walk mm -hmm. where these, yeah. this, where these people are, have actually said that they've walked, like it's pretty intense. Do they have one of those praying mosques? Am I using the word mosque correctly? Where yeah. a bunch of people go and they take their shoes off and they pray? Oh, yes, they have those. I mean, in in the country of Jordan, they have like Christianity, okay. um, Muslim, okay. which Muslims go to mosque. Okay. Their holy day is like Friday. Um, and they would go and, yeah, they go and pray. They have five prayers a day. Five prayers a day? Yeah. How long do you have prayers. to pray for? It ranges. Um, it's not very long. It's It's not a very long, it's not like mass... Okay. If you were, if you were used to like Catholic or yeah. um, that's like an hour, but they go and they have different prayers that they do. Wow. The call to prayer is it's all around. You can hear it. I guess that could be relaxing if you get five opportunities a day to mm -hmm. shut your and eyes. Each one means a certain thing. Really? Yeah. There's uh, like w each each prayer each time of day. Huh. Yeah. I, I would I don't want to like yeah it's it's very you don't want to talk about it because you don't know too much about it you don't want to offend anyone yeah, yeah I know like the jits because of being and working for the United Arab Emirates yeah. they teach us about oh. you know like we have to be and we, we they teach us all about different cultures and like how if I have somebody from a certain region how to address them um, yeah so there's definitely they teach us like a crash course in this was there you, like a praying room on these Emirates flights. Yes. So they're not on board, but um, depending on the aircraft, like, so when you have like these screens, like the television screens, yeah. um, they have where Mecca is located at all times. So when they have these, say, call to prayers, when they're supposed to go five times a day, yeah. um, they will then, there was on like the screen, the television screens, you can find the direction of where Mecca is. So they would pray in the direction of Mecca, which sometimes could be in my trolley cart. And I would, <laughs> I've like hit people. Put their head down? Because they'll do it in like by the emergency exits and they'll put like maybe a blanket down or something that they can use to kind of take pressure off their knees. Mm. And I 
forgot sometimes and like I'm we travel like I've done like ultra long hauls so like 18 hour flights the cabin's dim I'm doing maybe like the mid service and I've just taken someone right out with my cart wow yeah like ran them over yeah I was like oh god I forgot <laughs> called a prayer <laughs> if you were not a flight attendant people would not know that that's the high button for you there you, exactly there you go, there you go. I awesome. love it here so yeah this is awesome though I love your setup by the way thanks I'm loving it New I like chair. your vibe I like this chair though. Do you? Yeah, I really do. It's it's very comfortable. We're a big Lazy Boy family here. My dad's birthday was yesterday. He got a new Lazy Boy. That's his old one. Oh. So I was like, all right, well, I'm taking it and I'm going to put it down here. Oh, how old is your dad? 52, 51, 52. Oh my God, they had you young. God. They had me when they were 25. Wow. Young, young people. Yeah, that's awesome. Not bad. That's good for you though. I have kind of some old, like they're not older, but they're in their 60s. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's there's exciting. definitely a friendship that's been built over the past like 10 years because we're just yeah I'm more mature, I guess you could say. Yeah, really you do not. get a new relationship with your parents yeah, when you get older. Definitely. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So. I know. God, not, I don't know where to go after this. Talking I, about Mecca. Mecca. <laughs> I don't. Good old Mecca. Good old Mecca. Good old Mecca at the. <laughs> Goodness, but yeah, another thing you think people should do is travel because then you'll never know, you know, what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And take yourself outside your comfort zone. That's like where I believe the magic happens. Mm -hmm. I when, believe that as well. Yeah. So you're coming to Jordan? To be continued. We should do the podcast in the Dead Sea. Yeah, I'm sure the, the microphones would do well in the Dead Sea. Yeah. I'm sure we could get something. They must have something. Waterproof them? Yeah. I'm really clumsy, so I do always have a lot of cuts on myself, so I don't think I would do well in the Dead Sea. I, I'd sting myself. Like, Put the mud on. Rub the mud. The mud? Yeah. Where's the mud. the mud coming from? It's just everywhere. I don't even... You don't even... It's coming from the bottom, and then everybody puts the mud on them. Is there sand or is it mud? Like so, Mud. So there's no sand? Not really. It's very rocky around the edges. If there's one thing I have against the beach, it's the sand because it gets everywhere. I hate mm. the sand. I know, right? My Yeah, my dad, like, when we were growing up, like, if we went to the beach yeah. and there was, like, literally a drop of sand, yeah. he'd be like, that's it. Pulling this car over. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I know. Sand. But, hey, whatever. It happens, though. There you go. Yeah. So maybe the Dead Sea would work for you, though. Maybe. Yeah. I am interested about going over to that part of the world my dad's been to afghanistan he's been to the war and he's been oh over there God, like the I'd real love. deal wow and uh he That's says incredible. other than the war and the terrorism it's a beautiful place i know the, just, the beautiful people too yeah, he says it's an amazing amazing yeah place to go just culture shock but you don't become shocked you just fall in love with it he says yeah no so for sure definitely a part i want to get to yeah, definitely. Though the people over there, I was treated with like, everybody kind of asked me these questions like, oh, did you, were you treated like as a woman? Were you treated with respect? And yeah. I was like, very much so. Yeah. I mean, you can't change. There's certain things that I had to bite my tongue about. Mm -hmm. um, some men, especially when I went from like working for Emirates and then working as an event producer and like manager, I kind of shifted careers over there. Mm -hmm. So when I was starting out, some men at meetings would not want to shake my hand when I entered the room or, you know, not really make eye contact with me, uh, depending on, you know, because women, they don't want to, <coughs> they don't want to discuss, like they would rather deal with a male counterpart than a female. So they look down upon you? I don't think they look down. I just, uh, well... It's just culturally they're not used to a woman being in that position. Okay. I mean, it's like they're not used to having that type saying. of custom. Yeah. You know, women, I mean, are still supposed to be 
having babies and stay at home and yeah. take care and for the family. I, they make the money and mm. you know, that's kind of that old mentality. It's still there. Yeah, it's definitely all over that neck of the woods. Yeah. I want to talk about event planning a little bit. Ooh. Um, you plan an event? I want to plan it. Like, I want to start throwing parties here at the high button. We, oh. we got a good fan base going. And I know. I to love be able it. To get everyone together and, and host concerts and things like that. I know a lot of artists in yes. the city. So I feel like it's a, it's a thing that I want to do. I know. You had Quake on here. Or Matt, Matt Arab. Yeah, Quake, Matt. Yeah. A good friend of mine. Um, yeah, it's another guy who I'd love to. I know. Come with, uh, with, with the parties and things like that. Anyways, event planning. Mm-hmm. It seems like your head has to be able to spin 360 degrees because you have to manage so many people. You have to manage people's money. You have to manage people's expectations. It just seems like a lot of managing. Mm. What's like the biggest learning curve about event managing? Event, well. Or planning an event, whatever the hell you want. I don't know what to call it. (laughs) No, it's good though. Whatever. No, I just, well, there's a lot that you have to kind of take into consideration. And the thing is at the end of the day, it's the clients. Like they, whatever they want, you have to just produce. Even though you might see it like, it could be done this way or you could look better this way or, you know, we could use, you have to just really just be like, at the end of the day, you have a vision Mm -hmm. and I have to make it come alive regardless of maybe, like, I think that was the biggest learning thing. Like I kind of thought like, no, you should do it this way and this way is like my way is the best way, but no, it's not like it's the clients, it's your day, it's your event. You're just there to suggest things. Yes, exactly. I'm a suggester. Yeah. Do you ever take into consideration people's, do you ever take into consideration people's tolerance level? Like you demanding things of people like, listen, I need you to do this at this time, at this time, this certain way. Yeah. I always have to like, I have a trouble with that telling people like what to do. Do you ever have that difficulty? Yeah, I mean, it, you have to have difficult conversations. Yeah. Um, I always lied to my suppliers <laughs> and tell them to arrive like a half hour before they actually should be there because I always know that they're going to be late. Yeah. Or they're stuck in traffic or, yeah, I don't know, there's always something. Yeah. And when I was event managing in the Middle East, yeah. I always used to get this from like my Arab cult, like, my yeah they would always say like inshallah which is like in god's time and then i'd be like no no you can't inshallah me right now what does that mean it like means like uh, if god willing like if i come there i'll be like you're coming at seven and they're like oh inshallah like i might come i might not like you're like no 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 like i always tell people sorry i'm julie i have ocd um lovely to meet you um but this event has to be perfect and you have to be there so i don't care if you have a broken leg like (laughs) get like you're here like i don't care like if you have to crawl here get here yeah i feel like you have to have that certain yeah and you have to like joke about it like you have to be kind of like okay guys like listen yeah like yeah someone always has to be the bitch and i play that role very well have you ever scheduled people to like hang from the ceiling on one of those like oh the air like the cirque du soleil like yeah have you ever scheduled one of those Mm -hmm, yeah what's it like how long are they allowed to be up there until they get a break well, if you, it depends like do, like entertainers, um, you kind of have them hire them for each set. Okay. So they'll do like so many songs or so many different dances. And they just switch? Yeah. They'll like move from maybe one post to another, depending on if they come out for, you know, a 20 minute act and okay. then they'll have like a break and then they'll go back out for another 20 minutes. Okay. So you kind of have that flow okay you know you don't want to have someone up there for like two hours well that was my thought i, I mean should be up there <laughs> yeah, i've been to an event where there was people hanging from the ceiling just dancing yeah on a on a rope essentially and mm-hmm. i'm just like how long do they have to be up there for until they get a break 
Oh, yeah. There's definitely breaks in corporate. They get a break? Yeah. In Canada, there's breaks. Middle East, no. No breaks in the Middle East. <laughs> no. Well, the event was in Canada. So oh, they were down God. Quickly. In the Middle East, there's no such thing as like a union or like, yeah. Nothing like, like that. No, 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 no. You're 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 a slave over there. You're like no. yeah, yeah, you work work That's all work. Work and nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Canada is completely different. Yeah. Like they have like rules and regulations. Yeah. Yeah. Some over there not so much. But what do you do for alcohol in Dubai? Because you're not allowed to have alcohol in Dubai, are you? Yeah, no, it's it's ha- how they do alcohol is they have it at like hotels. So they deem like all these kind of hotels on international land. So you can have a, like have a drink at like the beautiful like Hilton or Sofitel, the Shangri-La. So that's where alcohol served. Okay. Um, but then you're not allowed to have it like outside. And if you want to have alcohol in your home, mm-hmm. I had to get a certain license. So to apply. How much does that cost? It was like 120 dirhams. So that's, that's that like 35, depending on the exchange rate right now. That's not bad. Yeah. But then it. You have to wait for it in the mail. You have to go take a photo. It has like a photo ID. It's like getting your driver's license, essentially. Do people really stick to that license to, uh, for, to drink in your home or people just disobey it and drink anyways? Yeah, there's a lot of people that disobey it. Yeah, have, yeah. of so, course. I mean, you have that. Like, yeah, you have that everywhere in the world. People breaking the law. But there's no there's no drugs in the Middle East. No, like, no, no in, in UAE. No. Do people do like cocaine in clubs or anything like that? Like it's not. No, zero. So that's why it's like people are like alcoholics. So people go like the opposite extreme I find over there. Right. They'll like go like because you can't get like these street drugs, which is like yeah. what you just said, like anything like yeah. Molly, nothing like you get none of that. Mm. And if you see somebody doing it, it's just well, I've never seen it, mm. but I've heard like through grapevines and things like that. Like you just have nothing to do with it. I wonder why. Because there's just zero tolerance and it's, you'll be thrown, you'll be locked away. Yeah. Like I feel like they, they, they scare just, the public. If you do get caught with it, the yes. punishment will just not be worth it. Exactly. It's just totally not worth it. And the, yeah, I would just, and that's another thing. Like when you go to someone's like, like I'm seeing on the news right now, this girl in Thailand was like vandalizing something and she's okay. Canadian. It's like, you have to do <coughs> like when you leave, you know, your Canadian soil, like you have to take into consideration, like you're not in Kansas anymore, you know what I mean? Like literally, but like, you can't do that. I just, no. So I just, when I first arrived, I did like everything. I got like the alcohol license and just got out of the way. Yeah. So I had it. Good. And then I just had like, I could buy duty free and take it and have wine in my home. But I mean, people though drink without it. So, but yeah. It's a beautiful place, though. I mean, people kind of, it's, you got to see it, I think. Definitely. S- seen pictures. It looks beautiful. They're yeah. building land, like, on the ocean through sand. Yeah. Like they're building islands off the coast of it, mm-hmm. manufacturing hotels on these islands. It it's, just, it's, yeah, it's total, like, they have the money and they have the resources and they have the laborers. You know, they can just, booming. you know what I mean? Like, they, that's what I love and I miss about over there is because they have such a vision. And they just don't have to go to like council members and then like go to the city hall and then you got to go and get another like you got to talk to this like it's just too much here. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. And then over there they're like, boom, let's, let's build go. it. Let's go. What's, what's and next? Let's yeah, go. exactly. They're very. Yeah, they have that forward thinking. 
It's incredible. Yes. But then you have like, oh, women's rights. Or like there's uh, gay yeah. rights. Like you're like, oh, okay. So like you have this weird, that's why I always kind of find I straddle this different yeah. headspace because like I'm used to like the Canadian way and then Middle Eastern, I respect it. I, I understand their vision. And then I have my my beautiful husband and fiance who's like South African and that's a whole different well, that's good. set of rules and regulations yeah. down in Africa. I think it's good to be exposed to all three cultures, especially yes. the profession you're in, to be able to deal with people, yes. three different cultures and have yes. the skill set that you have. I think yeah. a lot of people could benefit from that. Yeah. And to be like that person's actually just saying something because that's their cult. Like, you know, I don't take things personal because unfortunately these mm. people maybe don't understand or have never been exposed to things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think a big key to that is that you don't take anything personal. I like that you said that. Yeah. A lot of people, I was definitely younger. I took things a lot personal and had a tough time with oh, negative criticism. But as you get older, you just start to realize that everyone's full of shit. Everyone's oh, negative. Yeah. Everyone's... Totally. You know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. And if you're able to obtain that, I think that you'll be okay. Yeah. No, that's the key. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. No, for sure. And not take things too personal. And mm-hmm. criticism sometimes is like a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, and being an entrepreneur, yeah. I mean, you get shot down every day. I get rejected all the time. Me you too. know what I mean? Like, yes, there we're rejected. <laughs> Woo, join the club. Yeah. It's so much fun to get rejected. As soon as you get rejected, <laughs> then you'll get accepted. You exactly. You got rejected so many times. But that hurts and people don't know, like no, people would fine. rather play it safe yeah. than have that exposure. Yeah. You know, and you got to put yourself out there. Like, I love your videos. I love what you just did. Like you were out there on the streets um, when, when it was like, yeah, last week you were doing like medical marijuana yeah, or not medical marijuana. It's legal now. It's like cannabis. Yeah, like it's allowed. All of the above. I love it. You were out there talking to the public. I love it. Thanks. I definitely, I, I, I applaud people that can do stuff like that because yeah, yeah we, it takes a lot. You get exactly. People will write comments or they'll say something like you look ridiculous or like, yeah. you know, except you wait, you posted something and like you didn't turn around. Like there was a news reporter and like you turned. Oh yeah. What was going on there? He was saying something. It was CTV. Yeah. It was live news. And I they know. were pointing to me saying that I was the first buyer mm-hmm. of, the, of the legal marijuana when really I was just trying to interview the guy, the real first guy. And then I turned around and he was pointing at me and I, I was like, whoa, 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 not me. I know. Nonetheless. But yeah, I enjoy doing it. It's really the only thing I'm good at is talking to people. Yeah. Make, you know, it's. I feel po- people focus on things that they're not good at and try to become better. I The things I'm bad at, I don't even focus on. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm good at and I focus on that and then I yeah. just go balls to the wall with it. I feel no, like all awesome. entrepreneurs do that. If if you spend try- time trying to fix things that are just not going to come to fruition, mm-hmm. I just think that's a waste of time. So I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at interviewing people. I'm good at giving people a laugh. So that's all I do. Yeah, for you sure. What about yeah. you? Do you have any other ventures that you want to get into? You, do, oh. you, do you have any other interests maybe that you want to sure. look into the next 10 years, five years, a year, whatever it may be? Yeah, definitely. Like what? Oh, goodness. Fashion. Well. I shouldn't jump to conclusion. <laughs> no, I mean, there's so much, I mean, that I want to get into. Like I, I have the beauty. I'm a beauty supplier. Okay. So my mom owns a spa. Oh, my very nice. Yeah. Oh, is that? Okay. Very nice. Yeah. So I supply like their type of yeah i would supply to your mom's salon okay, kind of cool. thing so that's what i do um so i love beauty i love public speaking um i've started recently like 
comedy. Oh, I, did you? Yeah, I did. I think it's hilarious. I mean, that's another <laughs> side of Julie. I mean, I'm just being like very, very on point today. But I mean, there is like I have very different. I think like, again, when you are an entrepreneur, you have to get comfortable putting yourself out there. And nowadays with like social and video, you have to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to try comedy just to like, just to, because it's good for public speaking. I got a lot of things to pull from because I've traveled so many destinations around the world. Seen a lot of culture. Exactly. That I have, like, I just have to, it's a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. So definitely more public speaking, more online, um, I'm a vegan, so, like, I definitely have this, like, approach with, um, yeah, like, eating right and how to have a, you know, a balanced lifestyle. So, yeah, I don't know. The sky's the limit. I'm for anything. And more podcasts. Like, this is awesome. What's your favorite vegan dish? Oh, what? Like, that I make? Yeah. That I make at home? I, okay, I'm obsessed. This is so weird. I've never used to eat cauliflower growing up like I that to me was like a foreign I didn't know what that was a cauliflower and now I make like cauliflower soup all the time how do you make that so you buy a head of cauliflower go get um almond milk I get original so like I get silk brand then I cut up the cauliflower dump the whole like two liters um of almond milk in the pot then you cut up a whole onion I get white onion Um, put the onion, cut it up, shred it, and then let it boil, make it get soft. Okay. Nice and soft. I like salt, pepper. I don't know. I add some spices depending on whatever I have in my pantry. And then I get like a hand grind. Do you know like those hand grinders? Oh yeah. My mom has one. Yeah. And then you just like puree it. Okay. And it's like, and then I have, yeah, it's, it's heaven. Salt and pepper. It's amazing. Like I never, like I was a chicken fingers and fries girl. Like I <laughs> ate that probably eight times a day. Like I don't know what happened to me. Wow. And me to even like go to like the produce or like vegetable section. Yeah. Like my, my mom still can't get over this. Like she's like, what the heck happened to you? What did happen to you? I don't know. Well, actually I do know. It was like the most amazing thing that ever happened to me. But it was a, yeah, it's, it's been like a two year journey <sighs> with like my health and just making like I wasn't feeling right like after the years of flying and traveling like I travel all the time so I definitely have to make sure that my body is like I don't think people realize that like sleep and like what you eat really plays a factor of your well-being time management seems like a lot when it comes to becoming like a vegan or vegetarian because you have to cook a lot is that am I accurate with that yeah, yes and no. I mean, now I think in the beginning, like you're so confused. Yeah. Like it's really confusion. Like your whole world's turned upside down. But yeah. now I know like what, yeah. like where I can go. And okay. like now I have it down to like a pattern. Yeah. But I do eat out lots. I eat out like at least three or four times a week. And then I cook the rest. I could, I don't think I could ever go vegan, vegetarian, maybe. But yeah. There's, I just love meat. Like it's, I know. It's, t- it's just thinking about today not being able to have a ham sandwich like i'm just like i need a like i know i don't know you're the worst it's tough i know i know i was the same way like i like i said i eat chicken fingers and fries i love chicken fingers and fries i know right (laughs) like i know and i and i used to eat bacon and eggs like every like every day eggs are vegan right no dairy 
I know. You need like a crash course in like veganism. Yeah, I but it's look, okay. I do some research. Don't worry about it. It's it's a lot. Like I don't want to. Like when I first went vegan, I was like preaching like all the time. I felt like I was that person on the street corner, like <laughs> vegan. Preaching. And then I was like, well, I, now that then I went in a phase and I was like, I don't care what people eat. Like you can do whatever you want. And like, yeah. yeah. So then and then now I'm kind of like finding a balance. Like I want to like still like not tell people what to do because they're never going to listen. So now I just like lead by example and like look fabulous. And uh, <laughs> people ask me like, what do you do? Like, what is it? I'm like, I'm vegan, babe. Like I look amazing. Cause <laughs> oh, there you go. Vegan, <laughs> vegan shout out. So. People listening. You want to look better. Vegan food. Um, well, it's just like good weight management and like feel good, look feel good. good. And like I, 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 I've done a couple different diets before I did vegan and mm-hmm. just the whole kind of, um, yeah, I just I had like a fog, like sleeping wasn't like people underestimate, but like I can sleep six, seven hours, like and not wake up. Like I don't have, I've, I'm a very good sleeper now. Wow. Um, I can fall asleep very fast. Um, I can never I, fall asleep. Right. And see, that was my, myself as well. Like I was eating all these like wrong acidy foods that were contributing to like my whole kind of, yeah, rhythm of my body. Wise, wise words. Oh yeah, there we go. We're getting deep here, but yeah, no. I but everybody's different, and you have to find your own approach. So I always try to like, I don't want to force your ways on. Yeah, people. I get it. Like, look, I'm I was brought up here. I'm an East Coaster. I yeah. grew up on the same diet as you. No more lobster. No, no more. I don't eat anything, anything <sighs> from the muscles, ocean. Salmon, no haddock. Nothing. I gave every all of it up. Crab. Yep. Yeah, because I'm just, and I'm worried of where they're, far, like, where they come from. Like, everything, our oceans, it's a different time that we live in. It is. Like, you know, what, what they what they put into the, the, the sea itself and then what they put into the animals. It just, it's always, I don't know. It's different. <laughs> That's a whole other, like, ball game. But I definitely, when you ask me, like, what I feel like doing in the next 10 years, yeah. I definitely, you know, but again, like, living a more... That kind of, you know, people say, I'm not into like, I want to get more into meditation. I don't know if you do that. Do you do meditation? I do it sometimes uh, in the mornings. I do. Right? Do you you enjoy, how does it feel? I don't enjoy it. I I enjoy after it. Like it sucks closing your eyes for 20 Mm -hmm. minutes. I have trouble with it. But when I do do it and I'm done with it, it feels incredible. Right? I just feel energetic. I feel clear headed. I feel like I'm ready to tackle the day. I don't like doing it in the afternoons or at night times. I feel like it's a waste. But when I do it in the morning, when I wake up before I shower or something, I like it. Yeah. No, it is. So I'm, that's, I definitely believe in that as well. Like getting your mind. And you see, though, like if you, I don't know if you listen to different podcasts with, I mean, what is it? Tony um, Robbins. He's always meditating. Like they're always, yeah, like he can go and, yeah. I mean, you, you, there's something to be said about like, doing that so i need to i i am still kind of working on it i just need to be more consistent with it i know right that's all it is i know if you're more consistent with it exactly um we're coming up on an hour here i know let's wrap it up let's wrap do you want to say anything say hi to your friends your family maybe talk about an event that you're doing Uh, i feel like the last minute is your minute you can oh no do whatever the hell you want to do i talk way too much fiance oh hello honey (laughs) oh yes no i don't know i'm now I'm like getting shot. No, <laughs> just do it. If you, if you don't uh, want to say anything, you don't have no, to. No, I just, I just want to say it to my fellow entrepreneurs. Like, okay. I just want to say if there's a girl or a little boy out there that doesn't want to go by like the, the rules of like university or, you know, different path, like 
I'm just applauding to those people that are entrepreneurs and my fellow entrepreneurs um, and to go outside your comfort zone because that's where the magic happens in life to push yourself. But yeah, right. and hi to my family and friends. <laughs> Nouveau, Julie K. Events. There you go. There we go. And thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, uh, Julie. Awesome. I appreciate it. I enjoyed All talking to you. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to ask, what are you what? being for Halloween? Are you dressing up as anything? Oh, I don't know, it's actually. Like I know. You don't know? Who knows? I'm not sure. I got a couple. I have like a couple wigs. <laughs> I think I'm going to change my hair up. All right. Yeah. Let me know when you figure it out. I will, for All sure. Right. Everyone that is listening, thank you very much for tuning in to us here at the High Button once again. If you could go to all of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, SoundCloud, like, comment, subscribe. You know how to do it. Once again, thank you. Julie, thank you. Woo. And we're out. Bye.